we're recording a podcast over Skype. A, a podcast? Dude, I don't even know how to pee in this thing. Hey, welcome back to the Cinema Talk podcast. Today we are talking about Shazam, starring Zachary Levi, Mark Strong, Asher Angle, Jack Dylan Grazer, and Demon Honshu, directed by David F. Sandberg. I am one of your co-hosts, Ryan. And I am Matthew. I'm Brendan. <laughs> I'm Logan. <laughs> this is and not the uh, order we usually say hello in. We're not sitting around a table. It's confusing. I was uh, next to Floyd, so I just figured I'd go. Yeah. That's fair. So uh, we're back after a long hiatus. Uh, we're back doing these over Skype, uh, which is going to be a little bit of a learning curve once again because we haven't done these for a little while. But uh, we're here to talk about Shazam, the uh, next film in the DCEU that we have not talked about. Now, um, is it... So is it is it Asher Angle or Asher Angel? It is Angel. It's, is it Angel? Angel? Yeah. What's the what's okay. the spelling? Well, it's E L. So. Oh, oh it is E L. I don't know why I said Angle. Mm. I can be oh, your well, Angle Asher, or your Devil. Yeah. <laughs> too bad. Um. So yeah, do you guys want to let's talk about kind of what movie consumption we've had over the past you know few months that we haven't been talking about? Are we just on like just Shazam? <laughs> no, like what 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 have you got? What have you guys been up to? Let's give it. Let's get a little update on the... whatever. Like with my life, or just like watching <laughs> with whatever movies? you want. With whatever you want, Brandon. <laughs> you know, I, I was uh, I was in a show. Um, tell us your life story. Tell me, my, I was born in Fryazhno, Russia. Uh, I was a dot. No, um, movie wise, what I've been doing for the last couple months, um, I've been watching some new stuff. On various streaming platforms, I watched the Scott Pilgrim movie like four times uh, yes. because it's it's just a really good movie. I uh, watched Shazam, just watched Joker for the first time today. Actually, uh, super excited to record that podcast later because I'm very interested. Uh, had to watch a couple plays that had been like filmed like a long time ago and like turned into movies for class and stuff. Um, so. Uh, a couple things I don't know if you guys know, like Waiting for Godot and um, some no. some older movies, but it's pretty good. Uh, but that's I think that's kind of all I've been able to see in the past like while since we've recorded uh, a show. All right, Logan. Um, yeah, I mean I've watched uh, disappointingly few movies recently. Like I. I had watched almost nothing at the Oscars. Um, I did see Parasite after it won because um, my school sponsored like a free showing of that. Um, oh, that's nice. What so, were your thoughts? Oh, absolutely loved it. Great. Yeah, great, great film. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't really been doing a lot of movies. Um, I was uh, I was also in a musical uh, last semester and uh, we went on tour this spring. And I'm going to be music directing uh, another show this oh, spring. Oh, what are you music directing? Uh, it's a student-written show. Oh, gotcha. It'll. It, I think it's going to be really fun. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's like with the same club that the first one was. So. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll be... I'm, I'm just going to be all over the place and super busy with work and stuff, but I'm uh, really excited uh, to get this podcast out and hopefully a more regular cinema talk schedule. We always say that, but I think... I think we really have a plan this time. We um, actually have a plan to execute this time. We do, maybe. yes. Maybe. And maybe. maybe we actually execute We shall it. see. Yeah. Additionally, we've been doing a lot of uh, back in style, and we will certainly have uh, more for you coming out in that vein uh, in the weeks to come. But yeah, Which, for people that 
for the people that don't know, Back in Style is our Twin Peaks podcast right. hosted by Logan and Matt. Yes, and, it is. And Ryan, something you would like to tell us about Twin Peaks? Oh, I just started watching it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's going to take me a long time to catch up to you guys. But yeah, <laughs> Not that long. It. You'll want to watch it. Yeah. All right. You uh, will want to two, watch like, it. Two and a half years to get up to this point, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so what have I been doing? Uh, nothing too interesting in my life, but movie-wise, um, I don't know, I've just been watching a bunch of random movies. Um, I watched uh, Princess Mononoke for the first time. I really liked that. I don't know, oh, if, anyone, nice. I don't yeah, know yeah. if anyone's seen it. I just really enjoyed it. Um, I haven't seen a lot of anime movies, but I did really like that one. Parasite, yes, of course, great movie. Um... You know, random, it's an old Hitchcock movie. I saw When Harry Met Sally for the first time. Oh, nice. yeah, I watched the old uh, Sense and Sensibility with Kate Winslet from really the early odd. 2000s, which was not great. Yeah. But yeah, so a pretty eclectic mix. <laughs> That's life. Yeah, I've been watching, um, we just did our top 20 of the year, so I've been watching, I watched a lot of films at the end of the year from 2019. Um, now I'm going through watching, rewatching and watching films for our top 25 of the decade. I have a list that I'm going through, and I'm currently going through and watching all the Best Picture nominees that are available on streaming. So I've gone through four so far. I've watched the Best Picture winners, Wings from 1927 and the Broadway Melody from 1929. The Broadway um, Melody? It was shit. Um, <laughs> that makes me feel that, really good about Arizona. My career prospects. <laughs> mm. Well, the, the, the movie was shit. <laughs> um, and then I just watched The Divorcee, which was a lot of fun. So my letterbox is rfloyd17. I believe if you want to follow me through that journey, I'm posting all my reviews of those films there. Remember when but, we uh, tried so to yeah. use that app, Stardust or whatever? Yeah, that didn't work out very well. That did not work yeah, out very well. Kind of faded. Yeah, the app, I don't really know if the app still exists. Is, what is letterbox? Is it just kind of like the same thing? No. No, basically it's like a written, like... It's 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 basically a film social media, but it's not like another. It's 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 a hard thing to explain exactly no, what it is. It's basically, it, log film. It's like the same thing as uh, IMDb, but like the distinguishing factor is like you get to log films. So you can kind of do like a diary where you can like on this day I saw this movie, and, and that's that's the about it, that's that the feature I like the most about it. Because then I add tags like I saw it on this day at the AMC movie with Floyd. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so then I will always know. Exactly. It's kind of nice. Uh, so do we want to talk about kind of like where we... So the last review we did was Aquaman, which I know is contentious. Uh, I very much disliked it. Wait, um, that was the last Logan. review we did? That was the last DCEU review. Oh. I have still not seen okay. Aquaman. It's bad. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Uh, so do we want to talk about kind of um, how much we've been keeping up with the DCEU, uh, how much we could be keeping up with uh, Joker. I know, Brendan, you said you hadn't seen it. I've um, seen it now. Just for the people that don't know. Um, yeah, well, I am a huge DC fan, and sadly I have not gotten out to see Birds of Prey yet. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it when we do that episode, but like, I don't really know why they gave it that name. It's clearly just like a Harley Quinn movie with Didn't some of the Birds of Prey or the, the supporting name? cast. They changed the name to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey? Really? Yeah. I thought they did. Okay, well, am I wrong I about know. that? It's yeah, I I don't actually know the answer to that, but they did. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I'm excited to see that. Excited to talk about it, but um, yeah, Shazam, what we're talking about today. This is true. All hmm. right, yeah, I've been keeping up with the uh, DCU. I've been seeing all the movies basically opening weekend. Saw Birds of Prey. Excited to. I need to rewatch it before we do our review, but yeah, excited for that review. And um, 
really excited to do Joker next. I feel like this podcast will probably be shorter, but then I'm sure we'll get a long. We'll have a long discussion, discussion on. on Joker. Indeed, yes. as is the general tone of that film. Um, yeah, I mean, I like, I love DC, um, but I, I kind of wasn't super keeping up with the movies just because there were so many shitty ones that kept coming out. So I was like, not really interested or in the mood to go see like anything that they were putting out just because it was so bad and they kept like all of the things that actually like sounded cool like a flashpoint movie like kept getting pushed back and just like changed and switched around so i was just sort of like avoiding it but i heard great uh great things about shazam and um i was excited to see that one although i did put it off for a while <laughs> uh yeah i i'm not really a big fan of the dc so i haven't been keeping up too well I haven't seen aquaman um, good for you have not seen birds of prey although I, I think it looks i think it looks cool um but i did see shazam and we're gonna talk we're about it we're gonna now. be talking about that <laughs> all right well i guess i think that's enough of a preface i'll go into the plot summary then we can get into this thing the film begins in 1974 with young thaddeus savannah with his abusive father and brother on a road trip Thaddeus Thad. is taken to a different dimension to meet shazam there he is tested by the old wizard to see if he is worthy of his power, as Shazam is dying and needs to pass on his powers. Thaddeus immediately gets drawn to the seven deadly sins, and Shazam rejects him. Back in reality, he causes the car to crash and paralyzes his father. Jump to present day as Billy Batson, a foster child, moves into a new foster home in Philadelphia. He is a petty thief and is still trying to find his birth mother, who he hasn't seen since he was a small child. In the new house, he somewhat befriends his superhero, uh expert friend freddie freeman played by it's jack dylan grazer although he stays as far away from his new family members as possible one day at his new school bullies attack freddie and billy defends him and runs away to the subway there he is transported to the other dimension and meets shazam running out of options shazam gives him his powers uh and billy becomes shazam not knowing what uh what to do he goes to find freddie to help him come to terms with his new big like superpowers the two bond over testing out Billy's new powers, and Freddy begins to post videos of the superhero online, played by Zachary Levi. And Thaddeus returns to the other dimension and releases the seven deadly sins, who all go inside him in a really strange way. Uh, <laughs> he finds his father and brother and brutally kills them. In his eye. It goes in his eye. I forgot how they went into him. You know, um, it's still weird that the him in a very going. strange way. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the worst way you could have phrased that. I ad libbed the, Man, the in demons a very all go inside way. him in a really strange way. It's, oh. it's, it was a weird scene, but oh, yeah, no. got a lot of sexual innuendo. Oh no! Let's, let's be clear: they go into his eye. That doesn't no, sound any better. He <laughs> don't. No, cut this. No, this is ang- Never. this is not getting cut. We cut, we cut nothing. Meanwhile, Billy has let the power get to his head and broke off his friendship with Freddy after not showing up to school with Freddy as Shazam. One day, doing a street performance, Billy blasts a bus with his lightning powers and has to save it. Revealing himself to be Shazam, Thaddeus finds and attacks Billy. The two fight and Billy escapes after being overpowered by switching back to his regular self instead of Shazam. Billy thinks that he found his birth mother and goes to meet her only to find out that she intentionally abandoned him leaving him to realize his true family is back at his foster home and accepts his identity as Shazam. Thaddeus captures the family after realizing that Freddy was always Shazam. Uh, Billy arrives as Shazam, and Thaddeus forces him to, into the other dimension to give him his powers in exchange for not killing his siblings. 
Initially, Billy accepts, but then the siblings come, come to the other dimension and distract Thaddeus, and they all escape back to reality. The climax of the film then takes place at a carnival with the seven deadly sins of Thaddeus confronting Billy. Remembering how he received his power, Billy uses the staff to make all of his siblings superheroes as well. Billy defeats Thaddeus, and the siblings take out the sins, all saving the day. With Thaddeus sidelined and the sins back in their statue cages in the other dimension, the siblings all once again sit in the empty chairs of the council. And that is the story of Shazam. Uh, only had one or two real huge mess ups on that plot summary, so I feel like that's a win for me. Shazam. Um, I think I, I think I did okay with that. I love so uh, yeah, so the the opening of the film takes place in 1974 with um, kind of. The backstory of how uh, Shazam is looking for, played by Demon Honshu at this point, um, is looking for someone to take his power as he is old and dying and all of the other, I don't know what, uh, uh, Logan, do you know what the other uh, Shazam-like characters are that sit on like the council? Uh, yeah, it's like some council of wizards or something. Um, okay, council yeah. of wizards. I don't know. Uh, well, we, we'll they're all that. dead. I don't know if that's like the real title, but yeah. That's gotcha. what he says. Okay. He's just like the Council of Wizards. Well, they're all dead, and he needs to find someone to replace him as he is the only one left um, to guard the seven deadly sins so that they do not um, wreak havoc on the world. And uh, this young, who will become our villain, played by Mark Strong, Thaddeus Savannah, goes in and gets rejected after going for the sins. So how would you guys feel about the opening of the film? He really got let down hard, huh? I think it's really cool um, to start with a villain's backstory. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I just I think that's really like. I don't know. I yeah. I I, I think that's a good. I think that's a cool choice. Because um, you know we already know that we're gonna like Shazam. Like it's Asher Angel and Zachary Levi. They're like they're yeah. obviously gonna be super likable. And then, you know, you, you gotta you gotta build up the villain a little bit. Um, I the child actor is really bad in my opinion. I mean, yeah. Um, I think it does yeah. make him a, a little more sympathetic, though, to, like, watch him get bullied by his, like, his brother and his dad. Definitely, um, yeah. And then, like, forced <laughs> I, into that position. So, like, I he's think, a little more sympathetic, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think it's pretty clever that um, the song they listen to in the car is Do You Hear What I Hear? Because, of course, they don't hear what he yeah. hears. Ah. Because he's hallucinating this whole wizard thing. But he's oh, not really, yeah. but... Yeah, I, I thought that this beginning was fine. I don't know. Like, I've just, like, the, this whole movie for me is just kind of fine. I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm in the superhero fatigue mm -hmm. place at the moment where I just, I'm, I'm tired of all the new ones coming out. It hasn't been not, long like, enough. radically different. After yeah, Endgame for you? It, it has not. Um, and I don't know. Like, this beginning just felt a little contrived. The dialogue, everything felt kind of cheesy. The whole... You gotta start learning to, you know, be a man and think for yourself and don't rely on other people. It's like this, I don't know. It just feels like I've seen that scene a hundred other times in other superhero movies. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but like at the same time, I think it's it's done pretty well. It sets up the the villain, like you said, Logan, in a really like believable way. Like he's a a really tortured character, and I I really like that. It it sets up basically everything you need to know about the film in terms of the powers and the mythology and stuff. True. And also the villain at the same time. Um, and then the car crash itself I thought was pretty effective, even though I have it in my notes that it doesn't quite, like, if you go back and watch it, like, the geography of the road does not, like, make any sense in that scene. <laughs> so why did they crash? This makes no sense. 
yeah it it really it didn't really make any sense but like it it was it was a well done scene i think in terms of like setting up the film setting up mm. the villain setting up the powers um so yeah if there's nothing else that we want to talk about there we go into the actual present day and we get introduced to asher angel as billy batson yeah really fun opening scene and then it just turns we... heartbreaking like super fast but the whole yeah. thing with the cops is yeah this is pretty pretty good the boys in blue Philly reference of boy am i steak. Uh, am i glad to see you you know can let's can we talk about that the 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 like philadelphia setting we are like yeah. you know as our hometown is fairly close to philadelphia yeah um hour. so it's it's interesting i mean we don't usually get a whole lot of movies that are like close to home you know so yeah. I, th- I thought it was interesting to kind of see their depiction of Philadelphia and the way that, like, it was portrayed. Yeah, I mean, whenever there's a city in a movie, they're like, boom, New York, let's do yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. It's cool to see Philadelphia. To be like, yeah, and oh. we got, I mean, we got plenty of uh, Rocky references in this film. Too, <laughs> we you did. Know, that's the only other major film to take place in Philadelphia. It uh, seemed like an older Philadelphia to me, you know? I don't know if that was, like, anyone else. But, like, it definitely... It, it seemed like they were going for more of like an old Philadelphia kind of vibe rather than like a more like modern take on it. Sure. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't really go to, I didn't never really went to Philly too much when I was a kid. I haven't been to Philly that much. So I don't really know what the difference is between like current and older Philly to be able to, to say that. That's but, fair. But yeah, no, I think I, I like it as a setting. It's a different setting than most superhero films that take place in, you know, Gotham, Metropolis, New York, you know, something like that, you know. Yeah, especially in a DC movie. Yeah, in a DC movie to go somewhere kind of random like Philadelphia, it's kind of cool. And also, um, like, it's not always, like, inner city Philadelphia. Like, there's, I mean, the the foster homes, like, in the suburbs, you yeah. know. And it's, it, it makes it feel a little more real. Like, oh, yeah, everyone is not always just in a city because like, that's where superhero yeah. films, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, every superhero film is set in some version of Gotham or Metropolis. And it's <laughs> Just New York under a different name. Yeah, right. This was, this was fresh. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, and I, like the, I like the setup for Billy's character. I think that we get a fun, fun introduction to him, how we know that he's this tortured character because he's, you know, he's searching for his mom constantly, can't find her. He feels like he lost her and just, just needs to find that, you know, one last address to be able to go and actually find her. At the same time, then still being really fun with the the um, the cop scene of him stealing the cop car and all that. And uh, can't you just find that information on Google? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like the, the address? Like, like I feel like it's probably? pretty easy to just type in a name and be like, you know. <laughs> I mean, I think I think he just found all the all the different name like all the people named what his mom was named, and then we're just going to their different houses. Yeah, because he had that in that little notebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, just seemed slightly roundabout. Yeah, a little bit. No, but after after that after that setup scene with the cops, which was I think we all agree was a lot of fun. Get introduced to the foster family, who I actually love. These two parents, I thought they were really yeah. fun and really sweet, um, and kind of like grounded the movie in a really good way. And then also all his siblings or foster siblings, I thought really added a lot to the. I film. loved this I... little multiracial, multicultural family. I uh, cool. I liked the parents. I thought the parents were good, but like, 
Like, for me, with this movie, up until uh, Zachary Levi comes in, everything feels very, very forced and staged. Like, it, I think it gets better when Zachary Levi comes in. It kind of gets, like, more into this rhythm, and it feels more, like, natural, and it feels like people are actually talking to each other. Interesting. But, like, I don't know. This, like, first beginning of the movie, I really, I, I'm not a fan. Like, when he walks into the house, and it's like, oh, introduce this person and this person. And it's like, oh quirky line a dialogue about this person and then there's it's just i don't know i just i that, just thought it was so cheesy <laughs> yeah but that's kind of a comic book trope like you could yeah. imagine this being like this is like a direct translation of like several pages of a comic book or like okay introduce eugene introduce darla introduce whoever else yeah like, but the thing is i'm just so tired of the of the comic book yeah. tropes like yeah. i'm just so done with it <laughs> one thing that i really like this movie about this movie uh and that it does well specifically when compared to other superhero movies is that it's it's for real a comic book movie like yes it there are superhero movies and there are comic book movies and there and there are some overlaps but this this really just feels like and this is something that dc has been doing better and better um making their movies feel like comic books which is so incredible um and yeah i'm really i'm all for it but yeah i was super excited i didn't really know what to expect coming into this movie the first time but i was really excited to uh see the shazamily in such an important role yeah i think that it's um a lot of the time when we get these like big movies where like the superhero is like in a new family or anything um it is just kind of like a pretty standard group where it's like one parent is dead and or like it's just a bunch of like old boring white people but like to have this like huge like family of all these different like cultures and ethnicities really made it feel like i don't know like something that was like alive like more like a like family unit rather than just like a forced like storyline yeah and and they also have a lot of uh depth and character traits beyond just their cultures and ethnicities which is nice to see yeah yeah and i I gotta disagree with you matt yeah like whenever everything just actually for me felt opposite everything felt really natural at the beginning like when he gets introduced to all the characters they all felt like they were used to this environment and that like they kind of all were just like these loving uh this loving kind of ragtag family of all these different cultures and ethnicities and, like it, it was really refreshing to see that in like a, a dc film and i think dc what they're doing well now with their films is like now that they're getting away from like having everything have to be the inside the universe like well we'll talk about joker coming up and then burns of prey is kind of its own little weird thing in the dceu and wonder woman's still going but they're also they're they're making the spinoff batman movies that like they're just kind of like letting every movie be their own thing and by doing that like you can have characters like this and this kind of film that's more just like fun loving and those like just a fun comic like like you said just like a comic book a fun film but having all these characters with all these different backgrounds, just kind of liven up this film mm-hmm. yeah, in a really good way. Even to the point where, like, they slide in the fact that one of the the older brothers is gay, which oh, is true, nice yeah. too. Um, they they really do like make an effort to make sure that like everyone's kind of represented in this family, which is nice because by the end, when they all become superheroes, it's saying that like everyone can be a superhero. Totally. Which is a nice message yeah. for little kids to watch. Mm-hmm. And for us, you know. It's you know, sweet. It makes me feel warm inside. Um, but yeah, so all of all his family members, the most important one to the story is uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, who plays Eddie in It, uh, another film that we are going to be going back and reviewing Gazebos. soon. It Chapter 2 in the I next love couple this. months. I love this actor. He's so good. Yes, he's, he's great and I love so this character. So yeah, what do, you, what, do you guys, what do you guys, besides he's great, feel about Freddy? 
uh, uh, in this film. I think Freddie adds like some life into the movie that I was needing. Like I, uh, what is it, the Angel or Asher Angel? Asher Angel. I don't know. Asher Angel. A really I, I, hard name for me to say. I don't really jive him with Angel his character. Makes him sound like a stripper. But continue. Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> Asher, Asher Angel. I don't know. I didn't really. Like, I don't know, I just felt like his acting was a bit stilted. But, okay. like, Jack Dylan Grazer, lovely. He's just so energetic, so yeah. fun. I don't know. Like, I felt like like he was the one who I felt was so natural out of everyone mm. in the family. He was the one who, like, felt like an actual person. Yeah, this is sure. a kid I'd want to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a cool kid. Yeah, when he when he when he gets there and he's like, Don't don't get fooled, it's really Game of Thrones around here. Like like I don't yeah, know. He yeah, just he great. felt like yeah, like you said, so natural. He's, more than anyone else, he felt like he was having the most fun. Because uh, he just, she just has that charisma about him. I think that this this actor just has it at a young age, yeah. so and good. he he has brought it to like every performance that he's given he, so far. He really has this like depth to him as a character for like because he is disabled, um, and I feel like, and we'll get into it when they get to their fight. But like the fact that like just from a character standpoint, when he was like, like I would give anything like just to like be, have your powers and like like even to be able to like walk and stuff. Um, and I think that it's really cool. Uh, we'll get into it later on when they all become superheroes, but like the fact that he's given like the whole flight thing, uh, because he can't walk, uh, without his, his support. Um, the fact that he's like able to fly and that's like his power and what that's focused on, I think is really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, I, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, I like, that's a really touching way of like making his, his weakness into his strength and yeah. like, it's a really nice message of like, um, you know, what, what, what makes you different and like what makes people, uh, sometimes like treat you like an at, like an outcast is also like your greatest strength and it's yeah. what you can use to be a hero. Yeah, exactly. And so I, like I said earlier, I like to set up with, uh, the villain Thaddeus. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the setup with him, but then the problem that I really run into with this film is once we get to um, once we get to Thaddeus, really looking for the you know the portal to get back to the other dimension, the film kind of like starts to mix tones in a really weird way that I don't think it quite achieves. Mm-hmm. And the first instance of this is when he melts the Doctor for just like no apparent reason in a like a really gruesome weird way He's after like, having crazy. this really fun like, right. yeah like after having this really fun scene with the. Uh, with all the characters getting introduced, going right to this weird melting scene. I don't know. This was the first instance where it really became a problem for me later of mixing tones that didn't quite fit. Maybe it was just supposed to be like, don't forget danger. Like the danger's real. I don't know. Yeah. I feel the same way. Uh, So the scene you're talking about, you're talking about when the, the, person puts her hand on the door or no i, I guess yeah far? yeah so was he the was he did he kill her or was that just like the door's power or something i, think I don't he, know the I way i took it that he was directly involved with her death i think right? that's just the door oh was it yeah just the door? that's it, just how the door works that's just how the door, works. How the door <laughs> but, uh, wait so how did he go in then that's not how the door works because he wrote the symbols okay i think yeah, i don't know okay. he's special he can do something. no yeah but i agree with you because the director of this movie is like a horror movie director. Like he did Lights Out. Really? If anyone has mm-hmm. seen that, yeah. yeah. Sorry, David, who's the director? Is, David Sam, F. Sandberg. David F. Sandberg. Oh. Um, and I remember the first time I saw the movie, I was pretty surprised by how dark it gets and how contrasting those tones are. Especially because the agree. main characters I, are like fourteen. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. I I don't think, especially this this early in the movie, those jumps don't work too well. 
Yeah, it, 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 it just didn't quite jive with me, and especially because, like, the pacing was so good in the first half an hour, and it was moving very quickly, and like I said, it has this fun-loving feel to then directly cut to, like, yeah, it's comic booky that, like, this, okay, the woman touches the door and she melts, like, oh, that's a comic book trope, but at the same time, it just felt, the way Sandberg shot it felt very aggressive. No, some of, like, the deaths in this movie are, like, intense. Yeah. Like, it's, like, yeah, no, I agree with you. And, like, after after the, okay, so a little bit further ahead, after Billy becomes Shazam and Thaddeus goes into the boardroom with his father and his brother, that is a brutal scene. It is. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like it. Like, I, I love these these tonal shifts, the fact that he's, like, he's a pretty terrible person and is... I'm crazy. Uh, yeah, is basically having to, like, fight children. Like, I don't know, the, these these bright colors of the high school versus like this or middle school or whatever it is like versus this, this dark brooding villain who's like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's, I think it benefits the movie to have this tonal shift, but I could, I could understand feeling like it's a little bit disjointed. I, yeah. I, I feel like they both work on their own, but then splicing them together just felt like, they didn't quite jive together quite in the way that I wanted them to. Yes, yeah, that's that wasn't really an issue for me. And like, so going back, so I feel like we skipped we skipped the the very important scene of, um, for Billy's character. So he the, he sees Freddy getting beaten up by these by the bullies, like really bad bullies, like the tri- like super, <laughs> super corny, cheesy. Like also, they have a line later where they're on the ferris wheel and they're like oh my god i just spit on a baby (laughs) i was like all right (laughs) that's the most uh on the nose uh characterization that i could possibly think of but you know like it works like they're they're supposed to be this kind of campy part of the movie and and they're not to be taken seriously see but again it didn't quite work for me because like if you're going from like this kind of natural, fun-loving area of the of these like kind of rooted in reality characters of the family, and then you're juxtaposing that with the weird villain and his super murder eyeball. sin things, his murder eyeball, eyeball sin things, and then going to like these like '80s like romantic comedy level bullies, just didn't it just didn't work for me. It was just too cartoony. It was so, and because not only the bullies are campy, but that the whole entire dialogue in that scene, like. Um, you know, Jack Dylan Grazer's like come like what he says back to them and the Asher Angels. Everything just felt so cheesy. And like they hit it, they like <laughs> just like kind of ran into him with the car, which yeah. just like took me. I was like, whoa, they, they just were, like they just hit, hit this kid, kid hit this car. disabled person. Yeah, like, oh my god! Yeah, like, <laughs> like how is he okay? <laughs> when is that like, like a thing that any like bully yeah. would do? And, like, feel proud of me. Like, yeah, we're getting him. We're beating up this disabled kid. Like, like, what the fuck? really got him, man. Like... (laughs) It was just so dumb. I can't stand that scene. Yeah. Like, like they had... Like, you didn't have to make them aggressively beat up (laughs) the disabled kid to be like, oh, yeah, the... the, I mean, did they, though? Did you have to hit the disabled kid with your car? I really don't think you needed to. Not that over the top in such such a cheesy way. No, I disagree completely. It it absolutely helps uh, Billy's motivation and his, like, just this revenge. It's not like, it's not revenge, but, like, it's it's the justice of, of, like, when he he throws their car up in the air. And, like, that's that's such a 
feel good moment like for billy like yeah all right he's yeah. finally getting back at them like if they're not as you know over the top vicious as they are then that totally doesn't read at all I, have... I feel like it made his decision too easy though of beating them of like of sticking up for him like if they were just like being mean to him or like and like pushing him a little bit instead of like hitting them with their car and then like beating the shit like, out of him it's like any normal yeah, person would do that yeah, yeah would step in and do it so it's not like he's special for stepping in and doing that it's just like oh you're a, a, a you're an at best an average human being yeah. well yeah but then if they're not doing anything that's that bad and he just starts like, and he just like destroys the their car no but they yeah. and, and, something... and, and he's like yep you're a good person you're like that, that also doesn't work so well i feel like they me. don't fo- they don't focus on like the character at all in that scene he could have like set a line that like triggered billy or something but it was just like all right one second shot of like billy looking like concerned and sad and the focus was on like but the cheesy dialogue billy. and like, it's him not, smacking it's him. not supposed to be billy getting triggered because it's not about him it's just it's about it's about what he's doing to stick up for his friend and i don't know it's, i guess it's, that's true yeah. They kind of they kind of remind me of the bullies in uh, Hocus Pocus. Oh God! You, you know the, the do, do yeah, you guys I know, what you're talking know about. the scene where he's like, "Give me your shoes." <laughs> he's like, "That's a that's like that's about the quality of bullies that I think we were dealing with in this movie." Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're just a vessel for him to you know like for him to work his anger out. You know, well I know to someone to chase him into the subway so that he can go to shazam and be given the powers mm. uh, you're a plot device <laughs> receives yeah i mean basically the bullies are plot device yes yeah. but um which isn't a problem in itself um but i think it's a really good scene when he gets um the powers and then from there he run get introduced to zachary levi um as shazam and i think zachary levi along with jack dylan grazer are the two best performances in this film and i think zachary levi perfectly works as shazam yeah yes i agree, I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's an an adult playing a playing a kid in an adult's body, and like this is he he's so good at it. It works for it's him. Just, this, this is exactly what I would have wanted to see uh, for Shazam, and this Blood is another Rider. thing. Like his costume, his these bright colors, like this is what we need to see in comic book movies. And yeah. This is what this is what some parts of Aquaman even did really well. Um, yes, some absolutely. It's it's the same thing, and and they're just they just keep getting better at it. Yeah, no, I, I agree that I I really like Zachary Levi, and I really like this first scene when he you know holds up the sign to the window, and it's like don't freak out, it's me. Like he <laughs> yeah, he plays good. this, you know, he's Tom Hanks and Biggs very well. Um, what a movie! And I yeah, and I love that Biggs. Um, it's big Biggs. Did I say Biggs? He said Biggs. <laughs> Whatever. Big. You know what I mean. Tom Hank, you know Biggs. what I mean. <laughs> Tom Hank and Biggs. <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan makes it whoopsie again. Classic that Ryan. Ryan sure. Best stuff. Um, but so <laughs> Ryan makes, makes a whoopsie. T-shirt. If someone wants to design that, it just says Floyd us. winking on it, like wink. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> Ryan makes a whoopsie. So I love this scene <laughs> where, where Zachary Levi <laughs> he run away. <laughs> All right, but I love the scene where he like he goes out with um with Jack Dylan Grazer and they try to stop that mugging and then the woman just like stops it herself and he's just like completely like this like bumbling idiot over the fact that this woman she was like needing her purse to be given back given back to her. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then she, like, gives him, like, 75 bucks or some shit. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> she was like, please, please don't like, no, kill please me. Please go away from me. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they go to the, the, I love the scene in the convenience store where he gets shot and he goes, you're bulletproof, you're bulletproof. And he's like, oh, you're dead and throws him out the window. That's a pretty good one. I oh, yeah. love that scene. Like, like again, this is this is the fun comedy parts yeah. that fun really comedy. work for me. Yes, no, I agree. Like, these, these parts, like, brought out like the inner child in me like i loved seeing them discover these new powers figure out what he has like i love the these initial scenes yeah yeah and and in my opinion this is what works really well in this movie that they establish this this dark really dark stuff with uh dr savannah and this really like light-hearted comedic stuff basically just kids being kids uh and then once we establish those separately then we can put them together and um we see this this really interesting, I think, uh, shift in when this kid has to be placed in such a dangerous situation and how he reacts to that. That's what I think works really well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I feel like the, the separation just is like whether or not you go with the tonal shifts. Like if you if you buy into the different if you buy into the two different tones clashing, then you're gonna you're gonna love this film. And like I don't wanna say that like I, I really like Mark Strong. In this film, hmm. I think Mark Strong's a really underrated actor in general, and I think he's really good in this film. Uh, it, it's not really, it's not really a problem with that. I think he, in terms of his attitude, matches the the fun tone. Like he's, you know, this like just conniving uh, supervillain. But then the actions that he takes are so gruesome and so like so violent by the director, which I feel like like it's it's, it's a directing choice. It's not really a, like a problem with the characters that I just I didn't feel like that really crossed over very well and then the monsters themselves the seven deadly sins were like really over the top for me oh they i thought they were great i thought they looked fantastic that's exactly how i would have wanted them to be designed like yeah i I thought they were they were a fantastic part of the movie but i've 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 kind of said my piece on this like yes it's dark yes it's gruesome and he's uh like such a vile character but like that is the point like that's exactly that's not a complaint that's just that's the point yeah i think um the tonal shift problem for me gets a little bit better as the movie goes along it's more so in the beginning when it's those just like cuts from like lo- these like very di- different and distinct locations the seven deadly sins um yeah they have some pretty gruesome scenes they were fine See, I'm just going to be using that word so much throughout this review. It was fine. Like, and it, it's just, I'm just, I don't know. Like, Mark Strong was good. No, I agree. Mark Strong is a good actor. But, like, it didn't, Mark, like, that character and his performance didn't do anything to, to like, distinguish what's itself in my mind. Like, I'm not going to be remembering that villain, like, an hour after I see the movie. Sure. Like, it yeah. just, uh, this movie felt a little bit forgettable for me. Other other than Zachary Levi and Jack Dylan Grazer, everything else was a little bit forgettable. Wow. I yeah. totally, mm. I, Yeah. I, I totally disagree with that. I, I just, I I feel like this, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a very, it's a very uh, individual movie and it it, de- it definitely stuck in my mind a lot um, as something that's very kind of innovative. Um, especially, yeah, what, yeah go, no, ahead. go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, especially what I mean about like Shazam being kind of, or um, you know, like Billy kind of being placed into like the, the, the villain struggle more like before he's really ready for it. Um, they're like basically the first interaction that he has with Savannah, this, this like fight scene over Philadelphia. Um, 
he's still figuring out how to use his powers. And that's a very, like, real thing that, like, most most superhero movies, there'll be like, okay, get your powers, training montage, then you go beat the villain. But, like, he's totally unprepared for this at this point. And that's, like, that's the movie saying, like, yeah, he's a kid, he doesn't really know how to do this, and he's just going to be placed in this situation. And there's this huge burden on him of being, like, you know, the savior of, of mankind. <laughs> and he's the, he's the one who has to fight against all sin. Uh, and... I mean, obviously, as as we see later, he doesn't have to do it alone. But yeah, I I think that's, I I really love that that fight scene where he's still trying to figure things out, and that kind of represents my thoughts on this entire thing. Yeah, I like that fight scene. I do think we should go back and talk about like what gets them to that point in the fight scene. Like, mm-hmm. I love the training montage with um, "Don't Stop Me Now," um, which, by the way, better than any uh, any <laughs> sequence in Bohemian Rhapsody with any piece of Queen song that came out the same uh, the few months before this film. Way better than anything in that film. Um, so yeah, like I like that I like that scene, and then I liked how the interactions between um, Freddie and um, Billy kind of deteriorate over this course of them figuring out his powers because one, Freddie is jealous. And two, Billy just being kind of, like, unable to do, like, even this, like, kind of basic thing of just having Shazam come into the school to kind of stop the Billy, bullies from beating him up. Stop and it kind of just f- stopped the bullies the from bullies. beating him up. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it was just one of those things where, like, both of them are doing things that, like, understandably made the other upset. But at the same time, you see him, like, you're just, like, guys, you're just, you're being idiots. Like, just help each other out in these ways, and you don't, won't have these problems. To the point where it pushes Billy to be a street performer at Shazam instead of doing anything real with his powers. <laughs> and, like, Freddy has a point that, like, dude, you're wasting this. Yes, of course I would be a better superhero than you. Yeah. And he would. Which I... He would be a better superhero. And I really, which I really liked. I mean, like, at that point he would be, but I think by the end it shows the growth for... Yeah. For Billy to be able to understand the power that he has oh definitely i always i always think it's shitty like when uh you have that storyline of like someone that like really like is like knows so much about superheroes or like whatever and then like the person that like doesn't want it at all gets the powers and then that person gets jealous but tropes yeah i mean we need at, tropes. at least it addresses that it doesn't yeah. just like use the it's trope and not just like, like kind of sorry there. this is what it is ha 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 really uses the trope and then it addresses it and it's a plot point yeah yeah and i and i like the scene where he has to catch the bus and then he is like super outmatched by mark strong's Hmm. character like i i love that and i like the idea yeah like you said i like the idea of actually having a superhero like be at their lowest when they have to meet the villain for the first time in terms of like their understanding of their powers and how to use them and i i like that billy is still like a kid you know, like, he doesn't know how to use his powers. He runs away instead of actually confronting him. He just turns back into Billy and runs away. Um, but then also at the same time, like, that leads to really bad things happening to his new family. And I like how this film does kind of give those kind of consequences to Billy's character for not being the superhero that he should be. Yeah, definitely. And and he goes and finds next he goes and finds his birth mother, which I think was actually probably the strongest emotion. Oh scene. man, incredible scene! That was heartbreaking. Yeah. Also, I love all these um, all these references to tigers because um, in in the comics, Shazam has uh, a a talking pet tiger. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, named uh, Talkie Tawny, I think. But uh, Talkie Tawny was that scrapped has... like later on, or is that still something that's like in the comics today? I, I'm pretty sure that's still a thing. I I I don't really know the current state of like uh, Shazam of Shazam's. In, 
in the comics in the current comics, comic but, book canon yeah, no, that's a thing um but yeah i mean he he yeah he, he wants like a tiger stuffed animal at the at the yeah. fair and then he has like a tiger on his backpack i think it's very clever also the tiger is the mascot of my school so i'm hey, you know, i'm go. very appreciative there you go full Mine's circle a lion. uh mine ours is a panther so we're all, we're cats. all big cats oh hey we're all the ferocious cats of the of the wild i wish one of you was was a bear yeah that would, that would be. have been i, mean, I was like, almost a buckeye oh yeah i mean like oh. i am a bear but not in that sense <laughs> oh nice <laughs> nice uh, too much information for our audience kidding. Before, <laughs> kidding. Uh, <laughs> before the before the podcast we were talking about how uh colorado is a power bottom colorado is wyoming <laughs> is is the power bottom of the 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 wyoming colorado of the square coupling. states but... the square square states <laughs> we severely digress <laughs> back to shazam we're gonna save that for uh, stop wait what uh stop wait what our comedy I'm sure podcast it'll still come back in a... um check anyway. us out i'm sure it'll still come back itunes podbean wherever podcasts are sold uh right on this feed that you're listening to right on this feed um so thaddeus goes realizes that because um i'm the host freddie was always with shazam uh he realizes that this is the family that he needs to go and attack or capture to get Billy to show up to get these powers from him, yes. which we should say, I don't think we really talked about his, his motivation too much. Like he felt spited by the demon Honshu Shazam. Yeah. So he feels that he wants to go capture Shazam cause he deserves the powers mm-hmm. that he has. So he goes to try to get Billy to go to this other dimension, given the power. Um, and Billy agrees, which I think, how do you guys feel about this choice? Do you think he did the right thing by initially agreeing to give up his powers? Or do you think that, what, like, it's kind of like save the small group of people, save the large group of people type of scenario? Yeah, I mean, I think he did what makes sense for a child placed in this position. He's yeah. never had a family. He finally has a family. Uh, and he's he's given the choice to save their lives. And I think it, it makes sense for him to do that. Like, whether it's right or wrong, I'm not yeah. sure what I would do. But, like, this is, it totally makes sense for his character. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it was a good. I, I think it made it made sense in the film of him being like going through all this and then not really understanding his powers and being like, "Yeah, I need to. I have to do this." And then Jack Dylan Grazer throws um, a batarang. It's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, yes. Cool. I was like, I was trying to remember what what exactly yeah. it was that got them distract that distracted batarang. Um, Thaddeus, yeah. but it was a batarang. Which had this like mo- this movie had fun references to the rest of the DC. Yeah, should have just I called him Thad call him thad Thad. the thad thad thaddy Thaddy. oh i didn't like that (laughs) um so after they get away um after they get away from thaddy um they they race to this to this carnival where the uh the climax of the film takes place and uh i think this is probably like you know the most entertaining scene of the film you know often the climax is the most entertaining thanks for that brendan uh killer commentary by brendan (laughs) killer commentary is gonna be in the next suicide squad movie thank god yes i it played Uh, by me i'll just kind of be there and comment on everything that uh jared leto is doing and i'll be like what the what the fuck is this shit (laughs) is he jim carrey what were they? No, but yeah, I I really I really like this scene, and I think it's it's a lot of fun. The action's a lot of fun. They save the bullies who are for some reason just chilling, two bros chilling in a in a Ferris wheel. 
Yeah. <laughs> just very... They're just two bros growing, you know? What's better than this? Two bros just growing sitting dudes. really close to each other. Spitting on babies. Sp- spitting um. on babies. <laughs> but so, so they have to save those guys, and then Shazam gives his powers to all, like we talked about earlier, all his family members, which really... He yeah. shazams his whole totally, family. I was totally shocked when I saw this. I was incredibly excited. Um, I mean, what a what a cool thing to be able to bring to the screen yeah. uh, in in such an amazing way. Uh, I think I think they did it perfectly. It was the kind of thing like I so was not expecting to see this. Like maybe in a sequel, but like yeah, okay, wow, they're really they're the Shazamily now. Yeah, no, that was fun. I like Shazamily. I thought it was interesting that, was cool. that like the oldest daughter was like almost an adult because she's like about to go to college and then she just turned into like an older adult and I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah, just like five years older. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, no, I That's haven't thought about though. that either. Yeah. But yeah, then then they all get to use their own powers in their own way and the little girl is like realizing that she's really strong and that's really cute mm-hmm. and yeah, really She was really fast. I, I, yeah, she was wasn't fast. she strong too? Didn't she hold up the... Uh, didn't she hold up the Ferris wheel, or her was that no? That was the uh, her brother yeah, yeah. did that. Sorry, pa- pa- was that there was uh, so Pedro. Pedro? That's his name. Yeah, I was yeah like, Pedro. Starts with um, that. Yeah, I love like, and it, the, these all of these actors, the adults, do the same thing that Zachary Levi does so well, where they somehow manage to act like the kids in their in their adult states. It's it's really so well done, and and Adam Brody is the uh, is uh, Freddie's shazam yeah, which i think is a lot of fun i don't know if you guys know who adam brody is uh, i know matt does because he was in ready or not as the brother oh um, really yes and he's not also he's he's in a ton of things if you guys saw him you'd probably recognize him um if you saw him like not as a superhero i'm about um, to right but yeah he's in the show the league which i love so that's what yep, I, know I was about to say is he on the league he is in the league um as ted who dies ted is dead um wait but so wait is he the one that that made the songs Show Me Your Genitals? No. No, that's not him? No, that's John LaHoley. Oh, okay. Um, but, so, yeah, no, I love this I love this action scene. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think one of the most funny scenes in this film is when Mark Strong's doing his classic, you know, supervillain, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do to you. Mm-hmm. And they're just so far apart. Like, it shows you how ridiculous those kind yeah. of scenes are. He's like, what? I, I, I can't hear you. Sorry. You are way too far away. And, and one of your superpowers is not you. super voice. And yet, somehow, this takes place in a universe where Batman and Superman exist. And we know exactly. that they do. And it's so... I mean, like, you know, does Superman in this universe run into the same kinds of problems? Who knows? Um... Yeah, really, really clever. I love that. Love that part. I feel like this was DC, like, kind of making fun of themselves at the oh, same time. Absolutely, yeah. It, which is brilliant. They deserve to make fun of themselves. They're they're ridiculous and over the top. And this movie, this movie accurately, uh, uh, it, it accurately calls themselves out for being ridiculous and over the top while still maintaining a little bit of that, which I think is, it's it's great. They did it so well. Yeah, I, I like I said, like I have these problems with this film is in terms of, in terms of the tonal shifting, but like the film itself is very enjoyable to watch. And it gives a lot of really good representation to different people and it gives a lot of fun action scenes. Like this last action scene is a lot of is a lot of fun. Um The Seven Deadly Sins, like it's still at this scene, like they were good foils, like to be able to have the entire family fight against, but like it didn't quite feel like they were super I don't know. 
necessary. The CGI wasn't great either. The CGI was not great. Oh, but I don't know. I didn't have an issue with that. I thought it looked as good as anything else. They kind of. Yeah, no. What were they supposed to base them off of? Real demons from hell? (laughs) Yes. By the way, I. I, I really really enjoyed the design. I know I I kind of mentioned this earlier, but the design of the the seven deadly sins I thought was really really very clever. You notice how like lust is the one with the long tongue, the long tongue, and greed and gl- has oh yeah, gluttony is the just gluttony fat, is, is like and greed ha- greed has a ton of arms. Yeah. Uh, oh, pride's the one with like these big wings, yeah. and then as well as like the the twist that. Envy is like the little guy, and that's yeah. that's who Savannah is. Like he's he's been picked on since he was, uh, you know, like since he was a child. This very first scene of the movie that we see him in the car, he's been picked on since then, and he's always like envied people with power. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a it's such a great twist. Yeah, and I and Envy is such a little bitch in this movie at the end when he's like trying to like scuttle away yeah. and get away from them kind of like kind of like pennywise at the end of it he's like no just leave me you know yeah. it's fine don't worry yeah. about it i won't come back in um, seven years uh, exactly <laughs> yeah um but yeah they save the day and it's a really it's a really sweet moment when they get to take rip the eye like the rip the eyeball out of thaddeus which is kind of morbid and, and then they're all like yeah like, it's gross yeah it's gross um but then they get the council, and it seems like a sequel is coming. You know, it's kind of it's this fun that I think going forward it's going to be this like mini like Justice League type of thing. They introduced Mister Mind. They Mr. did Ooh, introduce Mister Mind, that, which is cool. ridiculous. I cannot believe I seen saw a live action version of Mister Mind. Like That's cool. he's one of those he's one of those villains that like you don't ever expect to see make it to the screen because he's just he's such a comic book type. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you talking he's about? He's the little caterpillar that was yeah. in jail. Oh, I didn't even see that scene. He's was in that the a big scene? Because I didn't know Dr. who Savannah. he was. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a mid credit scene. I, I love the last man. scene with Superman. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good scene. Really funny. That was hysterical. Although, of course, they can't show his face, you know? Well, yeah, because it wasn't actually Henry Cavill, probably. Well, yeah, and no. at the time, they Henry Cavill had kind of dipped. And, then, and he had a mustache. Which he's t- yeah he's like he's gone right Henry Cavill's not Superman I'm pretty anymore, sure he's right? gone yeah yeah which is sad so, I, I liked him as Superman but I hated him as Superman so I'm very happy about that okay I'll go back and listen to Man of Steel um, I like him as Superman I hate him as Clark Kent mm, gotcha he can't yeah you've got to be able to do both and he just couldn't yeah he he can't Clark no he can't he can't anything I don't can't. think Henry Cavill's good at it, good actor yeah, wait really Clark. Mission yeah. Impossible uh he's fine in that movie oh I loved him. He, he's a good action star in terms of, like, he can punch good. But I don't think he can talk good. Um, neither I mean, neither can I, but still. Um, so I think if you guys don't have anything else on the actual plot of the film, I think we go ahead and wrap up final thoughts and ratings. We'll go in the normal order. Brendan? Yeah. Um, so this, I really, like, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought that it was super, like, great for a comic book movie and i think that like given the fact that dc usually just kind of puts out like a lot of crap um and doesn't really stick to like a good method of creating like films in general um i was actually really pleased with uh what this uh movie turned out to be um a lot of fun a lot of good like moments it was very much like a kind of found family story which i really love 
um and i really enjoyed the uh the humor in it and then just the all-around kind of like scope of the movie was really just well thought out uh as you know a lot of their movies generally aren't um <laughs> but it, it it was really good uh it was just like an enjoyable movie so i think i'm gonna give it a, a b plus yeah I, I think this movie's fine um i do think it's better than the usual dc fair um uh, it's uh, it's sweet. I think it's it's a nice empowering movie. It definitely has a good message for 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 kids and and for everyone. Um, it just for me, I I just it didn't it didn't do anything particularly egregious, but it didn't do anything particularly striking that made it distinctive for me. Um, so you know, I I liked Zachary Levi Levi. I thought and the Jack Dylan Grazer. I thought they imbued this film with a lot of life, a lot of spark, which I really liked, which I thought was missing. From the otherwise, which I found to be very staged and just not, uh, uh, I don't know, didn't really resonate with me. But um, it's a fine movie. Uh, I'll give it a B. All right. Uh, I found this movie so enjoyable. Um, I I don't think anything about this movie is just fine. Like I think it's it it's really stuck with me a lot, and um, I think there's there's a certain level of realism where they can poke fun at themselves and at the genre. But then they also just go all out in terms of like this design, this beautiful design, uh, the colors, the they made it feel like a real comic book movie. And with that, I think DC is really, really headed in the right direction. Um, if they can keep doing fun stuff like this, that's also incredibly grounded. So I'm giving this movie an A. Uh, yeah, I thought this this was a fun fun time at the movies. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Zachary Levi, like we said, is definitely definitely the highlight of the film, along with Jack Dylan Grazer. Uh, the two just have really great chemistry on scene on screen together, and they were really able to carry the film, especially um, when it kind of lost itself a little bit uh, there with the with the tonal shifts. It still really kind of kept the film keeping keeping it afloat. Um, and like I said, yeah, the tonal shifts just didn't work for me. Um, which I think is a personal preference type of thing. But Mark Strong, really strong villain. Mm-hmm. Hey, didn't try to do that. Um, but he was a really good villain, and I thought that his character was a little over the top in terms of the brutal violence that he does. But overall, fun film, harmless. Like, it's nothing offensive like Suicide Squad or, you know, Aquaman that I felt was offensive. Like, I feel like this is this is what I think other people thought Aquaman was. Like, this is a fun movie just to sit down, watch, have a good time. It has good characters, a good villain, uh, shows a fun environment. Um, and you can go back and listen to Aquaman. I did not feel that way about Aquaman. But, like, <laughs> it, it really gives all the stuff that I feel like Aquaman was trying to do. And it's just a, a super fun film that you can sit down and watch with any age group as long as you don't show your five-year-olds the murder scene in the uh, in the financial firm. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, that's our first episode back what? of the Cinema Talk What's podcast. What's your rating? Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. My rating's a B plus. Okay. Uh, solid film. Didn't love it, but yeah, good film. Uh, like I said before, because I forgot to say my letter <laughs> grade, um, it's, we're a little rusty. It's fine. Uh, this was our first episode of the official reboot of the Cinema Talk podcast, although we do have a review of uh, The Rise of Skywalker that came out around two months ago at this point. Hell yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming back and listening to us, guys. I think that we we are going to be able to stay on track this time. Uh, so you guys are hearing this on the week, the first week of March. Next week we'll be doing Joker, which you guys uh, I think 
think we'll probably be a much longer, much more heated discussion. I feel like we have much more passion oh, one way or the other about Joker, about... Oh. <laughs> um, which I'm very excited to do. And then Birds of Prey, I think, will be a, a fun one as well. And then do we want to announce what our series is after after DC Catch-Up or no? Sure. Have sure. We... Yeah. All right. So after the DCEU Catch-Up, so we got we got just finished this. We got Joker and uh, Birds of Prey to do next. We are going to be doing just the Daniel Craig James Bond films because we are not doing all 25 James Bond. We are doing the Craig Bond films uh, go, starting at Casino Royale. Craig Bond. <laughs> exactly. We're starting with uh, Casino Royale going up to No Time to Die and tying into the new release and the final film in the Daniel Craig Bond movies, which are kind of with a kind of unknown future. Um, coming so yeah we're really excited about those episodes coming up that kind of gives you our schedule going up going forward from now um but yeah Yeah. so how do you guys how do you guys feel going forward with these these movies coming up i am excited i think Um, at some point we need to do a standalone review of the sonic the hedgehog movie um no Uh, oh i'd be down actually i'd be so down it's uh apparently it's a uh, it's a incredible movie so yeah i mean i love uh, ben Schwartz. So I love Ben Schwartz. I love Jim Carrey. Like, I feel like you have to you have to go and see the movie if you have ever complained about the way that the original uh, cut looked. That's like, fair. It, it the, these uh, these design like graphic designers put so much effort into like listening to fans' concerns, and I think they really deserve uh, uh, a lot of uh, credit for that. But yeah, I I just I really appreciate them actually like taking yeah. feedback. When will you learn that your actions have consequences? <laughs> <laughs> what the frick? Those my morals. <laughs> Shout out to anyway, the Sammy Classic uh, Sonic fan for that if you iconic en- video. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, you can check out um, a lot of our previous stuff. Like we said on on uh, CTP, we had an episode of Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Um, was our most recent, but you know, Matt and Ryan are putting out, uh, CTP movie journals. They did, uh, their top 20 of 20 or yeah. Top 20 of 2019, uh, brilliant episode. They had their thoughts on the Oscars. Um, stop Wait what our comedy podcast, Hell our yeah. most recent episode was cutlass seaworthy, which is a delectable episode. It's a um, great episode. I was we have, yeah. And I think we have like two more in the can hoping we to do. do a bunch more soon. Yeah. Um, our most recent episode of Back in Style, uh, our Twin Peaks podcast, was uh, Drive with the Dead Girl. Uh, you can listen to uh, our next episode, Arbitrary Law, which will be out kind of soon. Soon-ish. Ish. Yeah. Yes, yeah, soon-ish. <clears throat> we'll see. Um, and yeah, we're going to keep trying to do those more regularly. Uh, should we do some social media plugs? Yeah. Uh, so our Instagram and Twitter are, is all at Twisted Mug Media. Yeah. Uh, you can find us there we will be we post about every time we post a new episode whenever there's some big news revolving either the film industry in terms of like we i know i posted on our uh, instagram when parasite won best picture because of our top 25 that was in both of matt's or top 20 that was in both of matt's top matt and i's top 20 um yeah we'll keep you up to date with uh, our podcast and podcast adjacent news hell yeah so uh come back next week for a uh, much more contentious review of joker and you'll mm. find out uh who was on the side of Joker and who was on the side of not Joker. Oh, <laughs> indeed. So, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Matthew. I'm Brendan. I'm Logan. 
So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys. See ya. Bye. me for titty pics.